Welcome to Murder We Drink, a podcast devoted to murder she wrote and drinking. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kara. And I'm Travis. And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Hit, Run, and Homicide. It's a great title, by the way. Did you like that? I did like Clever. that. Clever. Very. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode aired November 25th, 1984. It did. Takes place in Cabot Cove pretty much the entire time. The entire pretty time. Much the entire time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever left Cabot Cove, at least that I saw. What are you drinking, Trav? I'm having a Bud Light. What are you having? I have a... Looks delicious. Fruit smoothie with a little bit of rum in it. Ooh. I know. Spicing it up, huh? Uh, yeah. Mm. Not spiced rum, just regular rum. Well, but... Mixing it up. It's a spicy smoothie. Yes. With a little rum. Yeah. Makes everything better, right? So, uh, ep- episode opens up. We've got a flyover of the coast of Maine. Yes. Make sure you want to visit Maine. Very picturesque. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it looked very nice. You don't want to go to Maine? I think I'd rather go to, like, Cape Cod. I don't want to go all the way up to Maine. Hmm. I mean, the lobster's probably better up there. Then Cape Cod, it's probably, like, the same. Is it? Okay. Well, but we don't need to go all the way to Maine. We'll just go to Cape Cod. Okay. Seems nicer there. We, um, have... Amos and Ethan are two favorites. Yes, great. <laughs> and then we meet Daniel, Katie, Tony, Leslie. We met a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to be hard for you to keep track. I think I did pretty good. I uh, I wrote down a lot of notes. You left out Charles Woodley and uh, Mr. Merrill. Well, I wasn't done. Oh, but okay. the main crew, cast and crew, was uh, yes those few. Did you make them Katie? I did. Okay. What a sweet angel. She was. Honestly, though, there was a little time during the episode where I didn't think she was as sweet as she is. What? I, I okay, I won't lie. I'll just come out and say it. You suspected her, didn't I you? I suspected her. As uh, I think I was supposed to. Mm-mm. You don't think so? Mm-mm. You don't think they set it up just a little bit to make it look like maybe she was in on it? Don't you think you're reflecting on the last episode where the secretary did it and she was, like, too nice? They wouldn't do that again. Well, if you look at it that way, I guess probably not. But I honestly, I thought it was her. Maybe she was after Daniel's money, which, come to find out, he didn't have. Well, not only does he not have any money, he doesn't have any brains either because she's very clearly in love with him. And he just could not stick his head further I, in the sand. I thought they were an item. No, they were just friends. There's a lot of that going on in this world, isn't there? Well... What, was it last episode? Um, where her friend, the dean of students, yeah, but he at college, was busy getting busy well, with other yeah, people. I mean, Daniel is just well, not no. I'm just saying it's it seems to be a couple of times there's been this theme of one character is head over heels in love with the other, and the other one is just completely oblivious oblivious to it. Kind of like you were when we met. Well, I had a boyfriend <laughs> when we met. Poor fool. Anyways, <laughs> um. So, Jessica quite literally runs into Daniel on their bike ride. Yes. Which, okay, she tries to play it off as, oh, you ran into me. I think it was very mutual. I mean, she had plenty of opportunity to swerve out of the way, but she just decided to play a game of chicken with (laughs) this nut on the bike who was staring at his GPS heart rate pulse monitor. Yes, that's Jessica, champion of chicken. Like, my lord. Come on, buddy. 
I will give you that. She could have swerved very easily, but I think that's also an excuse for her to like stand around and chit chat with her buddy for a while. It's so you're saying she just wanted to use this as an excuse to find out what's what the happy hacks is. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was like a meet cute. Well, no, nah, I can see that. But part. it was an excuse to chit chat. I yeah, think. Yeah, it was, and she likes to chit chat. Um, they did it right by the Cabot Cove sign. Mm-hmm. Population three thousand five hundred and sixty. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Figure by the end of the episode, it's going to be a lower number. Well, <laughs> technically no, because the person who died well, doesn't live there. That's true. He's an out-of-towner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we're still hanging strong. But isn't that a different number than it was Was in the pilot they showed no, us? No, it's this? the same. It's always the same. It never changes. Oh, I thought you said the first episode. Um, nope. It's 3,560. Oh. Well. Yeah, we'll see what that For is. anyone who's planning a Murder, She Wrote Jeopardy game, it's 3,560. Well, until the end of the series, then it's probably much lower, I'm sure. That sign never changes. Well, I'm sure they never change so it. So, in theory, the population never changes. In theory, yes. Must be every time somebody gets whacked in Cabot Cove, a baby comes out. <laughs> and an angel gets their wings. <laughs> an angel gets their wings. <laughs> so, Founder's Day Picnic is a clam bake. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It does sound wonderful. I, I would go to that picnic. And apparently one of their founders helped the British. Yeah, I did, <laughs> didn't quite see that one coming. <laughs> so there's that. Damn turncoat. And uh, with all that Hamilton going around. Yeah. The that, internet. Yeah, that kind that's of. That's uh, pretty funny. That lined up very well. Yes, we didn't even did. plan that. Nope. Well, that's okay. They, um, Jess was speaking at the Founders Day. I forget who she was talking to. But she said, I don't know. One of the I old. Was, yeah. It's like, oh, I've got to speak at the Founders Day picnic. And they're like, oh, are you running for mayor? And my first thought was, oh, hell yes. <laughs> Please. I you would love to You do get see to that. see her soon. She does become a congresswoman. Seriously? Yes. For one episode, she's a stand-in congresswoman. Oh, but not like an not, official. Not an elected official. Not no. an official day-to-day congresswoman. No. That's a shame. Would have liked to have seen that. That would have made a hell of a season arc. Yeah. Just the congresswoman. That would have been good. It's not too late. She's still out there. Maybe we could have one final season, like a, a revival season. Her running for Congress. Well, she at, could not be president. <laughs> at 95. Angela Lansbury could not be president. Not here, but J.B. Uh, Fletcher could. So we're at the picnic. And we see some guy, turns out to be Charles Woodley. He's running across the baseball diamond. A car is, quote unquote, chasing him. Yeah, that's that bothered me right from the get-go. Why? Okay, if somebody is trying to run you down in a car, uh-huh. you don't outrun the car. You turn and run perpendicular to the path of the vehicle. Like, at least two, maybe three times, this car tried to run somebody down, and they always run like they're going to outrun the car. Yeah. It bothers me. But he was outrunning the car, so. Well, we'll find out why later, won't we? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming, by the way. We'll talk about it. Yes, I'm sure. I would hope that's the whole point of this thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, Amos, Ethan's trying to convince Amos, and he's like, it was driverless. It was a driverless car. There was no one in the car. No one in the car. And Amos thinks Ethan's drunk. How drunk um, do you have to be where you hallucinate? Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I've been very drunk before. I don't think I've ever hallucinated anything even remotely close to that. Um, 
But I mean, I can all also understand where this is coming from because in 1984, robotics hadn't really gotten to the point where it was commonplace like it is now. Right, but even just to think like, you saw that car coming down the hill. Let's just pretend he forgot to put on the brake and it was just a neutral and it was just going for it. Okay. It's not unhurt. And this is before even the idea of a ro- remote True. control is even like put into their heads as an option. Yeah. It's very possible for a car to be just going oh, yeah. straight. Actually, that happened to my parents one time. I was in the car, I believe. Oh, I, yeah? Yes. Um, we were at the cemetery. Um, where my uncle was buried. He died two months before I was born. And my mother was visiting the grave when I was very young. I was in the back seat of the car, and they parked on a hill, nose facing downhill. The car either slipped out of park, the parking brake wasn't on, I don't know, but the car started to roll down the hill. And my father had to chase it down, jump in the window to stop the car. And apparently, I was young. I was more than a few months old, I guess. Um, because I said, Daddy was like the Dukes of Hazard, jumped in through the window. Little story for our listeners. But so that does happen, especially in the eighties. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I mean it's not unheard. It's not like Ethan was like, it was like it was possessed or something. Like yeah. he didn't say it was a ghost car. No. Although that would have so been. So he thought he was drunk. Episode. Then Plus someone... he playing softball. He could have been drunk. A lot of people drink when they play well, softball. Well, I recognize that. Especially yeah. He picnics. probably was somewhat drunk. Yeah, a little buzz gone. Great. Love it. How <laughs> drunk do you have to be where you are hallucinating? Yeah, that's that's a lot of drink. I mean, I've never blacked out because I throw up before then. Mm-hmm. However. Never hallucinated, though. I have never hallucinated. Well, who knows? Maybe they weren't drinking. Ghost car. Maybe they weren't drinking just regular beer. Maybe they were drinking absinthe at the Founders Day picnic. <laughs> so who knows what they were up. Those folks in Cabot Cove know how to cut loose. He did say six-pack. Mm-hmm. Six-pack of absinthe. That'll make you That's hallucinate. That's not how it works. <laughs> that would make you hallucinate. But he wasn't hallucinating. There was really a, a driverless car chasing him down. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Um, Woodley is saying that he's Daniel's friend. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, not friends. They are all set. Daniel has nothing to yeah. do with him. Yeah, he was very bitter towards the idea of them being friends. He not happy about that at all well i mean i can't blame him he did get fired yeah and and they tried to royally screw him over correct i mean so it's justified i'm not saying it's not i don't know why charles would think he would get away with saying they're friends that's a little bit confusing well i think he may have underestimated how close people in a small town are he didn't think it would get back to daniel maybe that's the only thing i can come up with or he underestimated how angry daniel was Maybe. I mean, from what we were told about how the partnership or the job or whatever it was ended, I don't think he would harbor any illusions of them being friendly at that point. However, we never heard their side. We only heard Daniel and Katie's side. We never heard Woodley's side. But I mean, Daniel did get a lawyer, and that's not an amicable split. That's true. Yeah. So. Um, We meet Daniel's nephew. Tony. Who reminded me very much of, uh, what was his name in the last episode? David? Yes. Really? Yes. Just, they looked kind of similar. 
I guess, but they're like 80s pretty boys. They're going to look similar. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why they remind me of each other. Interchangeable. Not really. I think Tony's way less creepy. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. So, Tony, I don't think Tony, was, Tony was normal. Yeah, they're not the same. Other than the fact that he didn't know how to button up his shirt. Well, that, I, <laughs> yes, I did make a note of that as oh, well. I made a note of that, too. We'll get there, but we meet Leslie, and they have been together one month. They're getting married. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, oh yeah. One month thing. Yep, they were together one month. Oh. And now they're getting married. Yeah. Is she pregnant? I hope not. <laughs> What's the rush? Holy cow. One month. Well, Daniel does say, like, she's a catch. He'll never do better. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's good. I mean. But, Is it? Well, I mean, do you really know someone after a month? Look what no, happened. I'm. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe it was her idea all along. Maybe she proposed to him. They never discuss that, do they? Well, no, but they don't mention it. However... If he was her quote-unquote target, mm -hmm. she is going to do whatever it takes. She can say whatever yeah, she wants to yeah. get him to propose. I mean, he's a guy. Yeah, probably doesn't take too much. Exactly. So, yeah. we meet Meryl... Uh, Woodley's partner. He takes a charter boat into town, which is super weird. <laughs> yeah, where where did he come from? I have I have no idea. It I just, would assume Boston just or New York. Just rode up the coast for like several hours. I guess. The hell. Um, and someone, oh, Ethan was like, "Well, you got to look for old Pete." Yeah, I love all the New England slang. Well, where can accents. I find old Pete yeah. at the train station? Everything's happening. Where are the taxis? At the train station. Where's old Pete? At the train station. It's about two miles that way. But you want to go to the hospital, which is a mile the other way. Yeah. Very New England. Love it. <laughs> Did you like Ethan more in this episode? Um, yeah, he was a little... Uh, he was a little less gruff. I think that was the part that bothers me about him is just his crotchety old man attitude. Mm -hmm. He was much better in this episode, especially later on when he starts playing a video game. That was hilarious to me. Um, so Amos is in over his head because Meryl gets run over. Yeah, well, I think Amos is always in over his head, to be fair. True. So Meryl's run over. Two boys see it's a driverless car. Mm-hmm. Great. Love it. Amos still won't get on board even a little bit. Correct. But Amos is in over his head. Ethan goes to Jessica and says, look, Amos is over his head. You better go over there. You better help him out. But you gotta be subtle about it. Yeah, I don't think she's able to do that. He bought it though. I think that this is what this is what I'm sure you did this already. I'm sure you did that already. Well, well what did they say when you asked them about this? Oh, I was just about to. Okay, I, great. I think the combination of inept small town sheriff, along with a little bit of light ego stroking, yeah. She would have had no problem getting him to, you know, sign over his house at that point, I think. You're probably right. You know, plus, I'm not 100% certain that you might not have a little thing for her yet. Okay. Looks like you know something there. But you don't want to tell me. I do know something. I've seen the whole series. I know, <laughs> I know everything. Don't tell me. Okay. <laughs> I want to find out naturally. Okay. I want to enjoy the courtship. 
Or lack thereof. Well, I'm going to be very upset if there is no courtship. Um, They go to Woodley's hotel room, hospital room, where he is just ripping a nurse a new one. Yeah. Even though they make the nurse seem like she's a real bitch. She kind of looked like a bruiser. Well, great, but she's doing her job. Shut up. Sit down. It's not my fault. You're faking this leg injury, you big baby. Yeah. And, you know, if he was faking the injury, I don't know much about traction. It hurts. Really? It should feel, if I remember correctly, it should feel better when you're in traction. Okay, but since he wasn't really injured, the traction would hurt. Which is why he was complaining so much, I guess. Right? Well, that's why they had to run more tests. Yeah. Frankly, I was shocked Cabot Cove had Cabot Cove had a hospital to begin with. But that traction didn't seem quite right because he was it was weird. He was like bent at the knee. Yeah, they just had him in a sling. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, it was weird. To blood, blood clots. I, I don't I don't know. The whole thing was weird. But well, it's a small town hospital. It's... So they just what? <laughs> they, they just don't care. They'll take whatever they can get. <laughs> I guess. Um. The hospital at first, when was it Amos? I think was standing outside there talking to somebody. He's like, "Well, I'm going to go into the hospital here." I thought he was standing in front of the courthouse, if not for the giant Cabot Cove hospital thing. Oh, I'm sure they the change building. the sign depending on oh, the I'm episode. Oh, sure, I'm sure they do too. Cabot Cove Library, Dress the steps City a Hall. Differently, you know, put a potted plant over there. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's completely interchangeable. We won't. That's not the last we've seen of the hospital slash. Morgue slash school slash library slash opium den. It's not an opium den. Well, you don't know what they have in CBS. Okay, fine. You're right. Probably wasn't an opium den. Um, Woodley says Daniel called him, mm-hmm. which is the first major clue that we have because Daniel made his feelings about Woodley very clear. He did. So no it's like, well, what's the truth? Yeah. There's no way he would have called him. We go to Daniel's house. Mm-hmm. And they're having some barbecue. Yeah, Founder's Day barbecue part two. I, guess. I think it was just to like chit chat. I don't oh. know. Oh, but how good. burnt were those burgers? Oh, good lord, they look so dry. <laughs> so dry. And the buns. Oh, Daniel. Those didn't bother me as much. Daniel might know electronics. He does not know about cooking. He doesn't know anything about anything. I don't know. He had some pretty good looking Star Trek props in his garage there in the wood shop that didn't have a scrap of wood in it. Well, it wasn't really a wood shed. It was just... Well, not a wood shed, but um, was it uh, Katie says, oh, he's out in his work sh- his woodworking shop or something like that. And you walk in and there's just wall-to-wall blinking lights and wires and it looked like a, a Star yeah, it's Trek where Yeah, it's where he invents things. Yeah, but why would you call it a wood shop? Just call it I don't think she called workshop. it that. I'm pretty sure I think she, she called it a workshop. Uh, I think she said woodworking. Mm, I but don't think she anyway. said that. Anyway. Um, they pretty much yeah. describe at this picnic thing self-driving cars mm-hmm. and why aren't they on the road more and someone says money okay but it's now 2020 and we like barely have self-driving yeah. cars and it's what only a Tesla pretty much yeah I think so and even that is like not self-driving so correct yeah um, although I did notice that uh, somebody said that Daniel oh Daniel invented the technology for that so that makes Daniel like the Elon Musk of 1984. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just without the charm. Yeah. <laughs> or the brains. I don't really think Elon Musk is charming. No? I thought he was supposed to be really charming. 
I've never met him. I don't know. Um, so someone called Woodley because Jessica scams the telephone operator into telling her. Shocking. That someone used that phone number. Yeah. And that was where my first note comes in that Katie did it. Because something in that um, conversation made me cast suspicion on Katie. And I thought, oh, she did it out of jealousy. What made you think that she didn't do it? That she didn't do it? Oh, the end? The end. When Seriously? Some, when somebody you did else. the whole time? A lot of it. Not the whole time. Really? Well, quite a bit. Yeah, really. I I was way off the mark on this one. I will admit that. Wow. Yeah. I I picked up on Katie early on, and that lasted for quite a while. I really thought wow. it was her. And I thought she was doing it out of jealousy because she was in love with Daniel, and he just wasn't into it. Or, How wrong were you? Or oblivious to Very wrong. As usual. That's all right, though. So, um, we find out why Daniel quit. Mm -hmm. Woodley wanted to keep Daniel's ideas, plans, what have you. Which I don't understand. I, I thought, in that sort of profession, if you develop or create something while you're under contract for that company... At, that's the property of that company. How could he just walk out with all that stuff? I think it depends. So there's, I don't know how it was in the 80s, but I know now there's like a lot of debate between the patent mm -hmm. and what the patent is under versus intellectual property. Mm, maybe. Um, versus what the company is under. Okay, so maybe... If so if he files the patent under just Daniel O'Brien and not, like, Woodley Incorporated or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't see how any company would ever allow that. But I don't know, uh, but it, I think it's an issue of intellectual property oh, at that okay. point. Maybe. I don't, I'm not very familiar with the business world and how that sort of thing works. Yeah. I don't invent things. Um, so then, great, we skip ahead a little bit. Tony and Ethan and Leslie are all, I don't think Katie was there. They're at J Jessica's house. Okay. And they have dinner, and then they go for coffee mm -hmm. in the living room, yeah. and they're talking about how Amos yeah. has everyone looking for the car. Everyone and their brothers looking for the yeah. car. And Jess knew right where it was. Well, she seemed to know. Right do you find it hard to believe that she's the only one that knows where these certain paths are because she jogs every day? And no, I bet there's teenagers and other people in town that know because they're going out to this. It's an abandoned farm or something, right? Yeah. So I'm sure there are other people in town that are going out there to make out, have fires or parties or whatever, what have you. So I'm sure there are other people. But I think, Amos doesn't know about it? Why would he be going out there? I, don't I know. mean, if he were more competent, yeah, he should know about it, but he doesn't because he's not. Now I like him as a character. He's not a great sheriff. Well, I don't that's know how he got elected. That's the point. <laughs> is this his first run as being sheriff, or has he been in that position? I think for, he's been there a long time. So he's been reelected? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Says so something about the voters in Maine. Yeah. So at this dinner party thing. <laughs> Where Jessica was stirring in the English style. Did you notice that? Huh? When I mean, she was stirring her coffee. Her 
Oh, spoon. she can't help herself. I know. She's English. Her spoon I was never clinked the cup. Talking about Tony's shirt. Yeah, I actually have a note here. Tony, button up! Exclamation point. Like his belly button uh, was showing. I know. I don't know why. It's just it was it was distracting, very distracting for me. Uh, Amos will not let Jessica go poking around. Yeah. She's like, it's right there. I know it's right there. Just let me go look. And he says, and I quote, capital N-O, which I have as the only mind your own business count. That seems about right. But I did find something funny regarding that. Um, Earlier on in the episode, um, Jessica asked, I forget the way she worded it. She asked Amos, like, basically, do you want my help? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't take any offense to it. And I've got my note right after that. He's going to take offense. And boy, did he. <laughs> well, he didn't really take offense to her, like, nosing around. He just didn't want her, like, getting hurt. Well, That's no. That's more how I took it. Well, there was partly that. But then later on, there's some chat in his office where he's like, no, the budget doesn't allow it. I don't have the budget for that. So he was, like, shutting the investigation down at that point, at least to me. Because they were paying those other people to look for the car. Jessica was like, I'll go for free. Yeah, but then he still was like, no, don't do it. Well, that's because he's an idiot. Well, yeah. But my point is, he said, oh, I wouldn't take any offense to your help. And then she offers it. He's like, no, shuts it right down. So I have a question. Yes. She's in the woods. Mm -hmm. She's looking for the car. Mm -hmm. There's a mirror. Yeah, I don't understand why anybody would have got... Oh, wait, maybe it was Leslie, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. She wanted out. Out of what? The whole scheme. What do you mean? She didn't want to kill anybody else with her remote control car? That doesn't make any sense. Well, she figured if she... No, I'm just talking about the mirror. Okay. What do you mean? Shining in Jessica's eyes. To get her attention. Why? Because she wanted Jessica to find the car and put the whole scheme to... So the whole scheme would be over and she could stop having to run people over. She wasn't running anyone else over. That was literally it. And then Jessica gets in the car. She could have left it as is. Instead, she runs her all through Cabot Cove to go crash into the Coast Guard's lighthouse maybe or whatever. The, maybe that's what it, on the road to nowhere there. Um, maybe that's why she did it. She wanted Jessica in the car so she could get rid of her. No, it doesn't make any sense. Nothing logically. It doesn't make sense. She... She... I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Your reasoning okay. behind it doesn't make sense. Okay, well, it does to me. I mean, I don't know if that is the real reason, but maybe it she... It can't be the real reason. Why? That she wanted Jessica in the car? Yeah. Maybe she was thought, well, I'll get her in the car and run it off the cliff or something. Then why didn't she just run her off the cliff? Well, she had to change her heart? I don't know. That'd be a question for the writers. Your reason doesn't make any sense. Why? Why wouldn't she want, she didn't want Jessica snooping around to find out who she is, that she was involved. So that's why she decided to get rid of her. Why she didn't run her off the cliff at the end, I don't know. So she just parked her out there on the bluff overlooking the ocean. See, I thought she did that as like a threat, like stop poking around, blah, blah, blah. Could be that too. Sure. But she was going straight for the car anyways. I guess. I mean, it doesn't, ma- just admit it doesn't make any sense. I can make it make sense, though, at least in my head. Well, maybe she wanted to make sure that. Jessica wouldn't overlook the car and she definitely wanted her to find it. Well, that's stupid, too. She's out there looking for the car. Mm-hmm. It's not like you hit it. 
Well, not very well. It's not even like you put branches over it in like some sort of like Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, well, she didn't think that far ahead. Maybe, but I guess I just don't understand. I don't understand the logic. Well, I mean, that's okay. You don't always have to understand it 100%. But why didn't they just explain it at the end to be like, oh, I saw you in the woods and I wanted to make sure you saw the car. It would spoil the mystery? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an the answer. The mystery spoiled. I you know who done it. I don't know. I'm talking about the mystery of the mirror and why, why she used it. Well, apparently I'm the only one that's... This is when almost 40 years and no one's wondered about the mirror before. As a first. Well, I mean, in terms of plot, it's like not important. However, okay, well, when you have a podcast devoted to murder, she wrote, it's important uh, to know these things. How about we ask our listeners, what do you think was with the mirror? Do you think she did it to get Jess's attention to make sure she found the car, to try to distract her away from the car? Let us know on Facebook and or Instagram what you think. Yeah. Let's get interactive with people. Uh, so Jess finds the car. She's in the car. And what does she immediately do when she finds the car? Gets in it. Yeah, as anyone would do. As one does. My first thought was, why is she touching it so much? Well, she's not a detective. I know, but she's putting her fingerprints all over a murder weapon. Well, she, again, she's not a detective. She should know better, though. She should know better, Super but sweet. it was also the 80s, so DNA wasn't a thing. No, but fingerprints were. Well. <laughs> so she gets right in the car and is promptly locked in. Mm-hmm. Which I would like to say I was shocked, but I really wasn't. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, she's driving through town. Two <laughs> towny fishermen say, wasn't that Jessica Fletcher? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, then, not like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she just gives a casual wave like, oh, hello there, gentlemen. I didn't mean to almost rent them all. I guess she didn't do it, but almost ran them over and she just gives them a little wave mm -hmm. you know go on about your business it's fine yeah um she was very casual about that mm. i think she would be a little more freaked out about all potentially running down a couple of her neighbors well what's she gonna do well obviously there wasn't a lot she could do i mean she tried putting on the brakes and turning the wheel and doing all kinds of different stuff but no avail because that car was shockingly well put together. I mean, honestly, I don't know how they had a remote-controlled car that didn't have a whole bunch of crap in the front seat turning the wheel and pushing the pedals and all that kind of stuff. I'm surprised she was able to get in. I mean, I've seen Mythbusters where they've built life-size remote-controlled cars, and the front seat is always full of pulleys and gears and mechanics and stuff. I guess. Never watched Mythbusters, huh? I saw the movie. They made a movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the show. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters. No, Mythbusters, not <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was looking something up. I'm going to be honest. I was not totally listening. Oh, my feelings. All I heard was Busters. Bust. Mythbusters. Got it. Well, R.I.P. Oh, Grant Imahara. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can believe that. That was sad. Um... So. I had to look something up, and this is a little bit jumping ahead, so we'll get back to Jessica in the car. But in the scene where Daniel is in his workshop with Jessica right behind him, he looks like a freaking giant. I think he was a large man. I just looked it up. He was only 6'1". Really? And Angel Lansbury's 5'8". Well, not now. She's 95. Four <laughs> She's five foot even. No. <laughs> 
Force perspective? I don't. That's the only thing I can come up with. He's a giant. Force perspective. Anyway, like how they did in the Hobbit movies. So I had to talk about that really quick. That's what I was looking up. I wasn't mm. texting randomly, but well, that's good to know. Um, so it stops just short of the cliff in the car. Yeah. Why was there a road going out to the cliff? Because there was a clear set of tire tracks, or like that was a dirt road. I think the road to nowhere. It was it. The sign said the coastal point. So it's like the Coast Guard was looking for like the lighthouse or something. They were looking for the lighthouse. Well, they weren't looking for the lighthouse. They were there. It's like uh, an access ro- road. No, listen. It's like something. It's like a road that a lighthouse should have been at but wasn't at. There were like houses on that road. Okay, but I don't. I don't know. It just seems strange that they had a road going straight up to the cliff. I guess. Seems dangerous. I disagree. You don't think it's dangerous? Well, I think it's dangerous, but I don't think it was silly. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jessica, you wonder why she doesn't drive a car? Well, I still wonder. I mean, was she traumatized by another remote-controlled car before this? That's why she doesn't drive? No, but it's just like the idea of driving a car. Cars are scary. Yeah, well, I get that. I was in a car accident, and I didn't drive for a year after that. If you think about, like... You know, bad stuff could happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, That's... her point. Oh, okay, so it's a pathological fear of cars, then. It's not just... Well, I don't she's think she's afraid of them. She just literally never learned how to drive. Hmm. So whenever people, like, ask her... Well, I guess... It's like a story device, to be honest. What, what was her, her husband's name? Fred? Frank. Frank. And it was an F. Um... Maybe, you know, back when they got married, it was just the thing that the man drove. She didn't need a license. No. You don't think so? No. Okay. It's yeah. a story device. Well, I'm sure it's a story device, but I'm just trying to think of an explanation no. for said story device. They had a very device. modern marriage. Back in olden times. <laughs> Even for now, I in think the their 80s. marriage was modern. We didn't actually see their marriage, so I don't know. How can you guess? I know things. Okay. You don't know anything. Ouch. Well, do you? I know some things, but like not what? about murder she wrote. Exactly. Granted. And I know everything and you know nothing. <laughs> In this instance, yes. In everything. <laughs> yes. No. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, what were we talking about? I got sidetracked. Why Jessica doesn't drive a car. She just doesn't need to. She lives in a small town, I guess. Hmm. They find Daniel's patents and plans in the car. Mm-hmm. Which? They arrest Daniel. Yeah. The cops love to arrest people on circumstantial substantial evidence mm-hmm. in this show. They love it. It's their favorite thing. Well, clearly, Tony believes it because he orders a psychiatrist to examine him. Yeah, that's not a big vote of confidence on Tony's part. Well, guess who probably suggested that? Leslie. Mm-hmm. See, I know things. Yeah, I still, at this point, I did not have any hint that Leslie was evil. Was she being coerced into doing this or something? What do you mean? Like, did did they have something on her that they were blackmailing her to do it? I don't think so. Okay. Pure greed is what Jessica says. Wow. That's it's kind of lucky she just stumbled into that then. 
she was just looking for payday. She looked for the money. Couldn't she have just married a billionaire and like poisoned him in his sleep or pushed him into the Grand Canyon on their honeymoon? That's obviously the easier way, but... Yeah, I mean, this seemed very elaborate. Find a guy who's has a relative who... Oh, no. They did. They knew Daniel was worth multi-millions. So they picked Tony. They probably know he goes to some bar every Saturday night looking for some girls. Maybe. I, I don't... So they recruited her. She didn't just wander into the situation and be like, hey, I can help you guys out. I don't know how they met her. Maybe she was a secretary at the company. Okay. Well, see, I was thinking she brought herself into the situation separate from them, and then the three of them got together and concocted this plan. Oh, I don't think Meryl was in on it. I think it was just Woodley and her. You think so? Yeah, that's true. Why would he agree to be one of the victims? (laughs) Yeah. That makes no sense. Exactly. All right, guys. I'll take one for the team. You just run me down and inherit all my shares in the company. Yeah. He had nothing else in it. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right there. But Daniel's sitting in jail, and he says, in a very non-PC way, maybe I'm a schizoid. Well, it was a different era. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I forget that, though. Well, I I can understand that. I mean... For the most part, the show holds up pretty well to modern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. That's the right term? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, there are... You could just think it's a quaint town with no cell phones sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that. Um, he thinks maybe he's a Jekyll and Hyde, which is a little bit ridiculous, but I get it. You're worried. He's an inventor. Maybe he invented some sort of... Jekyll and Hyde machine in his... Machine? Wood shop slash laboratory. What kind of machine? I don't know, a Jekyll and Hyde ray gun or something. You know, really old-timey science fiction. A lot of colorful lights blinking on it, and it makes a weird noise. I guess. But, (laughs) anyway. Jessica's walking back from visiting Daniel. Her bike gets a flat tire. Tony just happens to drive by, picks her up. Goes to get gas, spends $7 to fill up the tank. Now, I wasn't sure if that was a comment on gas prices at the time. They're like, oh, it's seven oh eight, And I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty good for a full tank of gas. And then apparently they said, oh, well, the car barely took any gas when mm-hmm. we stopped. Would she fill it up with ultra deluxe gold-plated premium gasoline? I have no idea. My God. Because for seems... back then, let's pretend it was a half a tank. $7 for back then for back a half then, a tank? that was almost a full tank, 7 bucks. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Maybe it's because it's way up in Cabot Cove. Gas maybe. is a little more expensive. I maybe I, maybe I must have missed something there, but yeah, I thought seven oh eight for would have been a lot of gas back then. Even that was a good price. Um, Jessica snooping through the glove box. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> and we find out Leslie is a liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm-hmm. That's when I... Stop suspecting Katie. But when I look, when I saw Jess looking in the glove box and she saw the rental agreement with Leslie. But did you start suspecting Leslie? I knew something was up there. I didn't immediately go to all Leslie's the murderer. Mm. I probably should have because. See, I have a hard time gauging how far we are into an episode two, though. I keep thinking, oh, there's like 20 minutes left. And then it turns out there's three minutes left. Right. That's a problem I have. Uh, Daniel's out on bail. Great. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He goes for his evaluation. He is has been in Cabot Cove for six years, and people still think he's a stranger. 
And Jessica's like, he's been here six years. And the lady, Cora. With a wonderful Maine accent. Said he wasn't born here. Jessica wasn't born there. In Cabot Cove? Right. Mm. How long has she been there, though? Oh, probably like 30 years. 40 years. so maybe there's some sort of cutoff. She still wasn't born there. Over 20 years, then they trust you. Maybe. You got to get that magic number first. Uh... Then she sees Ethan playing his video game. Yes, which I, I recognize the game. It was one of my favorite Nintendo games. I never played it in the arcade, but that was the classic Spy Hunter. Mm. Yes, very, very good game. Good. You probably never played that, have you? No. Nope. That's a shame. I have it if you'd like to hook up the old Nintendo sometime and play a little. You'll feel just like Jess. Just like. Just like her. She's such a good racer. <laughs> yeah, she seems to think so, but I don't think that's really the case. But it kind of gives her that last piece of the puzzle she needs to prove what happened. Yeah. Which, I still don't understand how that clicked in her mind that exactly what had happened. Because Ethan said you got to slow down until you get the hang of it. it clicked with her oh, because the car, the car was, was going, going slow. slow. Okay. Sometimes I just need to have it drawn out for me. Like me with the mirror. Yeah. So they go back to the park where the Founders Day... They're having a reenactment of the accident. Yeah, where the Founders Day was. Mm -hmm. And uh, the car shows up, barreling down well, across the field. You can't have a reenactment without the murder weapon. Well, sure. <laughs> then the guy's yelling for Leslie, which is so dumb. Well, you know, he didn't want to make, he wanted to make sure he didn't go down alone. It made him look more suspicious when it starts chasing after him. So dumb. Well, criminals often are. I guess. So, Leslie did it. In it for the money. Mm -hmm. That's it. I didn't see that coming. I thought she was a very sweet girl. Well, joke's on you. Yeah, well, I never get these right. Ever. Do you think you will ever? I would hope to think I get one. Well. At least. We'll see. So Daniel and Katie sitting in a tree. Yeah. It's nice that they got together at the end. Well, maybe because he got his head out of the sand. All she did is love him and else. support him and save him. And all he got, gave her was some aphid chasers. You mean dog attractors? Either way. <laughs> I would like to know why there was just a pack of random dogs just wandering Cabot Cove where they all just come running like that. Well, they're probably all trained to stay in the yard. Maybe. They weren't trained very well if he turns that thing out and they all bolt. It's the sound. What do you want from them? I don't know. Put your dogs on a leash, people. Yeah. Leash your dogs. Yes. And Pick up their poop. Ethan leaves to go to a tournament at the grocery store. Just had to go right along. She's been practicing. I'm sure she has. <laughs> I can just see her standing in front of that machine, pumping in the quarters, just getting agitated when she keeps crashing. Do you think that's, that's Do you think that's easier for her than driving a real car? Mm -hmm. hmm. We'll never know. No. I'd like to know how the tournament ended up, though. You'll never know. I know. It's a shame. So, what'd you think? Overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. What... Has been your favorite episode so far? Hmm. Hope you don't expect me to remember the title. Mm -mm. The one with Teddy the murder dog. Oh, it's a dog's life. 
Yes, that one. And his giant dick. <laughs> yes, Teddy and his giant dog dick. That was a fun episode. I liked that too. Okay. It was a good one. And Telly Yes, he was really enjoying that horse ride right up until he went over the cliff. So what do you give as a rating? I gave it 7 out of 10 crappy bicycle GPS units. I gave it 7 out of 10 quarters. Ooh. For the video game. It's a lot of quarters. It's a lot of quarters. But it's how, a lot of GPS. How, how much money is that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're staring at the ceiling to do the math, aren't you? Um, it's not quite two dollars. I'll give you a hint. Um, it's a dollar seventy-five. There you go. <laughs> I could have done it without the hint. We're very good at math. So we have the mind your own business count at one. One. Yep. Sexism. I didn't notice any. I didn't notice any either. But you could probably make a case for how they talk about Leslie, even though they're like say she's nice and whatever. They also talk about how she has like a pretty face and stuff. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think calling somebody pretty is sexism. What about uh, Tony's lack of buttoning skills? Well, that's not really sexist yeah. either. Well, it was disturbing. Kiss count remains at one. Mm -hmm. And body count is now ten total, two for Cabot Cove. And Jess did not find the body, so we still remain at two. Jess finds the body count. Okay. Um, Any other assorted musings that we may have forgotten? I think... That's it. I think Let me we just pretty look much look at my notes. Everything, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. So you can follow us on Instagram at Murder We Drink Pod. We've gotten a lot of good feedback on there. We've gotten a lot of new followers and likes on pictures I posted and stuff like that. Um, I've had some good conversations on there. One of our followers, Amanda, has been talking to me quite a bit. Hello, Amanda. She wants us to make merch. We should look into that. So, I think we should get maybe a little further than seven episodes in before we start buying boxes of t-shirts, though. Yeah, probably. Or even though I want to make merch. Wine glasses or whatever. Be cool. Murder we drink wine glasses. Mm -hmm. We need more wine glasses. Yeah, because we don't have enough. And coffee mugs. <laughs> coffee mugs, wine glasses, and pint glasses. We're, we're all, set. We're all full up. Until the end of time. <laughs> um, and we do have a Facebook discussion group. Yes, we do. Um, I can't remember the address. Or murder. It's just a murder we drink. Group. Yeah, it's just a murder discussion we drink group. discussion group. We haven't had it. really any feedback on there, so. Um, check it out. Yeah, check it out. And then we do have a Reddit yeah, post. We, have, we have a sticky post that's just announcing the podcast and the murder we or murder she wrote for him. But you've had some feedback on there, right? A little bit. Uh, we got one user question and a comment. Yeah, if you guys have any more questions or want us to address anything, talk about anything. Please let us know. Talk more about us. We can do that too. Because we're so interesting. We're so interesting. Um, I think that's it. I believe so. Till next week. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye.